Florian comes sweeping downstairs. Oh, what a beautiful morning. He says, you weren't uh, boring him, were you, my dear Leander? Leander says, I certainly hope not, Magister Pavis. No, no, not boring. Uh, everyone else eventually does filter downstairs for breakfast. How is everyone feeling this morning? Did you get a good night's rest, Cassandra? She sure did. He's <laughs> like, I slept in a bed. Amazing. <laughs> Cassandra comes downstairs. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about this thing. It's called a bed. Yeah, dude. She's been sleeping on the floor her whole life. She has no idea what, about <laughs> pillows. That's a bread. Staring. Oh, wait. I need some way, uh, Cassandra, that you like did it wrong still. Like, <laughs> I feel like you still screwed it up somehow. She's sleeping on top of the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> Backwards. On the floor next to it. <laughs> so Cassandra comes downstairs, waxing poetic about a bed. Guys, listen. It's called a bed. I have to tell you all about it. I love it. Um, what about you, Sabri? How'd you sleep? Um, I don't think I ever sleep super well. I think it's, like, especially, like, in new places. Um, Understandable. I get very, like, suspicious. So, like, very fitfully watching the door the entire night with, like, a knife under his pillow. <laughs> You probably also are not uh, used to beds, although for a very different reason. Yes, that's true. <laughs> like you're li- you're used to sleeping at like the bottom of wagons and and tents and stuff. So there we go. Yeah. So I think it like I mean I think I am like Cassandra. I've like slept in a bed before. Oh, <laughs> so it's not like a new concept. It's just that it's not like something <laughs> I have I seen. Used to. A not bed. your lifestyle. I am, fa- <laughs> I am familiar with the concept of beds. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So I think like I'm I'm like kind of bleary eyed and I I don't know what's the Dragon Age equivalent of coffee. There's coffee, uh, especially oh, okay. in a uh, in this not so much in the south, but in the north they've got coffee plants, that kind of thing, tea, okay. that kind of stuff. I never know with fantasy worlds because sometimes they make up their own version of coffee. Anyways, uh- <laughs> it canonically grows in the north. Excellent. I'm I'm a, I'm a like fourth cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elian is right there with you. Mayveris announces her presence, uh, singing like a fucking Disney princess as, he com- as she comes sashaying down the stairs, uh, just gliding past you. Good morning, dears. Uh, and she strides into the kitchen and Dorian's like, no, before you ask, no, I don't know how she's this much of a morning person. I, I'm looking at her in horror, just <laughs> abject, like, <laughs> absolute horror. She does eventually sit down lightly at the end of the table with a little cup of tea, and she says, How did you all find your first night here? Have you given any thought to Dorian's offer of joining the Lucerne by any chance? She says, leaning very, very far over the table. <laughs> um, I, like, look up awkwardly and stay, say very stiffly, The bed was very soft. <laughs> I turn, Yes, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Yes? <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> and then I turn away for some bray and then like look horrified like, oh, I, I'm very sorry. Good morning, Mayveris. I forgot to greet you this morning. And good morning, Leander. She lets out this fluttering sighs like, good morning, my dear. You don't have to say it to each of us individually, but I oh. appreciate the effort. And she boops you on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of like stop like moving and then like, oh. Okay. <laughs> Dorian like sits down like like he looked fine up until Mayveris entered the room and now that like there's this radiant beam of sunlight just walking around and singing, now he looks like garbage in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> like he sits down with like a cup of coffee, he's like, oh, I hate it when you stay overnight because then I have to deal with you in the morning. <laughs> 
And she says, what a good morning to you too, Dorian, dear. How did you sleep? And before Dorian can answer, you hear... From the front door. Um, I think I look up an alarm and I grab my weapon. <laughs> Which you just have on you. Even yes, after waking up times. less than a half an hour ago. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what about the rest of you? Yeah, I also look up startled at the door like, what? Dorian uh, is the first to rise and he says... It's all right. It's probably fine. Just stay here. I'll get it. Uh, and he walks around the table, around Mayveris, and Leander nervously stands up and accompanies him. I motion to all of my fellow crew to pull out their weapons. <laughs> I just kind of give you a look like, um, no. Uh, so you have a clear shot through a large archway from the breakfast nook to the uh, entranceway. And you can see Dorian pull open the front door and uh, standing uh, just outside are two figures, uh, one significantly taller than the other. The tall figure uh, has uh, dark hair with one huge streak of gray uh, starting at the right temple. Uh, and he also has a very long pointed black beard with a streak of silver uh, echoing the one on his head. Uh, beside him is an elf uh, who is wearing a very uncomfortable looking brass collar around his throat attached on a lead uh, to this man's wrist. And he says, Magister Pavis, do you have a moment to speak with me? And Dorian stands up a little straighter and he says, Magister Serestes, what an oh. unexpected pleasure. Oh no. Uh, the Magister gives the leash a tug and the elf stumbles forward and he steps into the foyer not very far into the foyer just a couple steps just to the very bare minimum of propriety and dorian closes the door behind him and he says imagine my surprise returning back to minrathis from my estate in Nisariel to see my entire home completely leveled in an explosion and imagine my similar surprise to hear the stories surrounding how it got that way they say well they whisper in any case, and he leans down to Dorian and he says, they whisper that it was the work of that terrorist group, the Lucerni. Uh, Dorian folds his arms over his chest and he says, you don't say. And he says, I do. In fact, it, it breaks my heart to imagine myself the victim of such a ruthless band of thugs. Uh, and Leander beside him says, for a ruthless band of thugs, they certainly broke into your estate and detonated an explosive inside of it without much trouble. <laughs> the Magister turns his eyes uh, to Leander and he says, Pavis, you should keep your dogs on a shorter leash. And uh, Dorian just keeps his eyes very, very steady on uh, Serastes and he says, what are you doing here? And he says, why, I came to pay a social call, of course. He says, I wanted to let you know that I'm going to be introducing a bill very shortly in the Magisterium to double the funding to crack down on domestic terrorist threats within the Magisterium. I hope I can count on your support for this measure. Dorian doesn't say anything, and the Magister says, Of course, I, uh, I can't stay very long, you see. Uh, we're going to be introducing it in, oh, what time is it? Oh, 20 minutes. Do you think you can get there? Fast enough to, you know, to vote on it? Hopefully you can. I'm sure you got the memo last night, no? And then he walks out of the estate again, leaving the door wide open. Dorian's like, fuck. Damn it! Mayveris! And Mayveris is like coming around the corner. Yes, I heard everything, sweetheart. He says, okay, so we've got to deal with this. Le and Leander says, did anyone else notice what I noticed? Uh, and let's have the player characters roll. It's a perception, I think. Oh, boy. 
Searching. Perception searching. Uh, sure, I'll give it to you. Twelve's not terrible. Uh, Elian, yeah, you actually did notice it. Uh, it was only for a moment, and only when the elf was being dragged away by the collar. Uh, but his cloak, uh, the, the arm of his sleeve, rode up just a little bit as he was pulled around a sharp corner, and you saw blood-red tattooing hmm. on his forearm. Okay. The, he had the similar markings, like that other elf. I jerk my head up. Leander says, yes. I'm I'm getting my stuff together, and I'm like, I'm gonna go after him. Dorian says, you can't go alone. He says, but Mayveris and I, we're needed at the Magisterium. And then the character select screen pops up again. Mayveris <laughs> and Dorian are both grayed out. Your options are now Talgan or Leander. Yeah, I feel like we had our our mission, quote unquote, with Leander. It would be cool to have another one with. We got to try out the other player characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Get to know try them. Out the NPCs and yeah, see what right. they can do. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Talgan. Let's say Talgan. Okay, so Talgan, uh, Dorian, like opens. He says, "You can't go alone," and he uh, heads toward uh, one particular door on the side of the hallway, and he pulls it open. And he says, "Talgan," and you hear, <laughs> and uh, the sound of something <laughs> falling out of bed. <laughs> And like <laughs> two minutes asleep. later, two minutes later, Talgan like bursts out through the door, still in like half like half dressed, with like you know his hair sticking up in every direction. He says, "What's happening? Where's the emergency?" And he's like, "We need you to follow our friends here, Magister Serastes. There's an elf. They'll explain it to you on the way. Get your weapons quick!" Uh, and the Pavis Estate is suddenly plunged into a flurry of activity. You all gather up your armor and your weapons, and you dress. And you ready yourself, and you head out, unless there's anything you want to grab? Any last-minute stuff you want to do before leaving? No, I've got all my equipment. Yeah, I think grabbing my weapons and finishing my cup of coffee as I go to get my weapons. Oh, the coffee. Can't forget the coffee. Oh, as my I God. go to get the weapons. Oh, my God. I'm, like, rolling my eyes hardcore. Uh, you all gather your things, you strap on your armor, and you fucking book it. Uh, it takes... It, you are only able to uh, catch up because Telgen knows exactly where Magister Serastes' home base is. Uh, and Dorian gives him the very basics and he says, oh yeah, Magister Serastes, I remember where he is. And he's like shuffling up, weaving his way through the early morning crowds of Minrathis. Uh, the whole streets are washed in um, orange gold light from the sunrise. Uh, and Telgen is keeping a very quick, he's fast for a dwarf. Like he's really quick. He is speedy on short legs. You're eventually able to catch up with Serastes as he is coming around a, it's like, it looks like it's a higher end, like a, like a fancier, you're all, you're in the fancy district already, but now you're in the super rich district, like the super fancy area with the unbelievably rich, looking at Magister Serastes estate, which is what you assume it is. It makes you like want to rise up and seize the means of production. Like it's so <laughs> unbelievably gaudy. Everything is gilded. Like the front we doors instantaneously are... become Marxists. <laughs> you all become communists. <laughs> Hi, welcome to our communist D and D podcast. Uh, no, you are standing outside the uh, the estate, and they only stop very briefly. And Telgan actually like puts one hand out so you don't go too far out of the crowd, uh, and he says. All right, get inside and inform the other slaves that there will be a large feast in victory of my successful legislation passed here today. And the elf wordlessly inclines his head. 
Uh, and he hands the lead off to what looks like another functionary uh, waiting outside the gates of his estate. Uh, and they both uh, walk around the outside of the fence towards what you can only assume is probably a servant's entrance. Um, can we follow them? No. Yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like unobtrusively, you know? <laughs> if you want to be sneaky, then you got to roll sneaky. Okay. I'm going to try to be sneaky. We'll set the target number at a... Uh, Say ten. Okay, so in typical form, two of us did well and two of us did so bad. So yeah, I mean, I did, I did set the target number as ten. So technically, you all passed. Oh, yeah, I like said twelve. Barely. <laughs> no. no, just, just barely. You passed. Just barely. Like at one point, Cassandra like knocks over a bucket or something, and you nearly <laughs> draw their attention, but then you know, Helly and abruptly like catches it before it fucking hits the ground or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and yes, the two uh, elves, one a little higher ranking than the one on the collar, you're going to guess, uh, they stop outside uh, the side of the building uh, in a small, kind of narrow, more empty alleyway. And he says, well, you heard the magister. Go inside. Tell the kitchen staff what you know. And the elf nods wordlessly and heads inside. And the uh, the higher ranking servant goes in a slightly different direction uh, around the back of the house. So are you going to follow the higher ranking servant or the one? What am I saying? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to follow the one with the weird red markings on yeah. his arm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So the side door is um, going to be, it's going to be difficult to catch because he's going to head through it fairly quickly. So unless you want to confront him before he goes inside, you're going to have to do some acrobatics or some oh feet or something like that. Cause you're going to have to catch the door from closing. Who's flexible, Elian? <laughs> i mean you're not wrong <laughs> they probably have better weather i mean like i have a plus two which isn't bad but <laughs> yeah he has a plus three so i guess i'll try to grab the door uh okay so you um you managed to just barely uh slip a boot into the door and prevent it from closing uh and you all steal away inside behind him uh, the hallway stretches out before you. Uh, there is, uh, it's very cramped. It's very uh, kind of, it's dirty. It's not very well kept. Uh, on the far, on the right side of the hallway is an open door that you can tell is the kitchen just because of the smell and the heat coming out from it. Uh, there are two closed doors on the opposite side of the hallway. And then at the far end, it leads to a big open area. And he seems to be heading to the open area. That's... Yeah, it was like, I mean, do we want to announce ourselves? Like, hello, everybody. Hell no. (laughs) You're going to have to talk to him eventually, so figure out how you want to do it. Right. I should probably do it. Because, you know, elvish. I am, however, bad at talking to people, so that that might end. Right? I'm like, do we want Sabre? But also, Sabre is the only elf, but also terrible people skills. (laughs) (laughs) Just the worst. you could try leaning heavily on that elven solidarity thing. Yeah, yeah. I guess probably. Although you did, you did follow him into his own abode. Uh, that might uh, count against you somewhat. Um, is there like an elvish greeting I can use? I'm sure there is. Not that a city elf would know. Oh damn it! Yeah, but like they've got like the Valislin markings, so like potentially they could be a. They could be, a... like like you said, it's not a Valislin you recognize, but you could try. Um, a more formal elven greeting would be Andaran Atishan. I'm gonna try to say that. I think I'm just gonna like step forward and call that call out um You there. Andaran Atishan. 
The elf actually stops middle in the middle of the hallway and turns around very slowly. The large brass collar he's wearing, uh, the chain attached to it, clinks against his belt as he turns and he says, You followed me. I look at him and you see like the like, should I lie? Should I? And he goes, yes. Uh, the elf, he makes his way from whence he came back down the hallway toward you. He says, you followed me into the estate of one of the most powerful magisters in the Imperium. Is he? I honestly don't really know. <laughs> oh no! I'm new. He says, I assure you, he is. He owns nearly a quarter of the entire slave trade in the Tevinter Imperium as well. So it sounds like you're a good person to get to know. Uh, he sort of smiles a little bit and he says, you're Dalish, aren't you? What gave it away? The va- the Valis- the Valisleen? I know. Obvi- <laughs> yeah, like, obviously. There's pain on your face, dumbass, duh. <laughs> I look like, painfully uncomfortable. Like, I was trying to make a joke, and I guess this is just okay, yeah. <clears throat> he says, then take this as a favor. As a favor from one elf to another. He says, he gets very, very close to you, Sabrina, and he says, turn around and walk away. Take my word for it. I am not your enemy here, but if you persist, I'm going to be. Hmm. I sort of sit back on my heels. And I uh, I think I look at the other group kind of like, what? Um. Yeah, this is not how you expected this to go. Nope. <laughs> I look back at him. Don't you want to be free? He says, you think just because I have a collar, I'm not free? That's typically how it goes in my experience. He says, then you need to expand your understanding of what freedom is. I give you another chance. Leave now. And we'll have no more quarrel. So I think I'm an innately cautious person. I think I'm going to say, I meant no harm, friend, and I'm going to walk out. What about the rest of you? To be clear, you can walk out if you want to. But that is a huge source of information, apparently. He obviously knows more than he's letting on. Oh yeah, I'm definitely not leaving. Um, I'm going with a like, like regroup and talk about our next approach. <laughs> I feel like if you try to leave, like just like I'll turn around and shake my head and be like, "Don't! What are you doing? Don't leave!" He says, "Your friend is making a very wise choice." Wise from whose point of view? He says, "Well, let's just say it's." for the greater good of all parties involved. And he inclines his head uh, to all of you, and he says, Fenharel Anasal. And then he slowly backs out down the hallway. And Sabre, that is the strangest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> oh, good. So there's a Dalish turn of phrase, uh, Fenharel Magilana, uh, which means the Dreadwolf guides you. In the, um, in the Dalish pantheon, Fenharel is like the trickster god. Uh, so by saying... The trick, uh, the dread wolf guides you. You're saying you're being misled. It's 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 sort of it's like a gentle way of saying you're fucking up. Huh. Fenharel Anasal uh, means the dread wolf's blessing. Uh, interesting. I think before he completely walks away, I'm going to to ask his retreating back. Before you go, friend, and perhaps you would share a name. He says I wouldn't, and then he keeps walking. <laughs> okay. I, like, turn to survey. I'm like, what did he say? Something very confusing. Which was what? You wouldn't understand. 
that's literally why I'm asking you because Falcon I don't says, understand. Well, you can you can take the opportunity to explain it to us as well. Fine. He said the Dread Wolf's blessing. What does that mean? I don't know. That's why I said it was confusing. Would any of us know anything about the Dread Wolf? Probably not. <laughs> uh, you can roll cultural lore, I guess. Nothing. Jack shit. You know, jack shit about the Dread Wolf. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, damn. <laughs> Elian! <laughs> all these excellent roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you've heard of the Dreadwolf. Um, all, if only because um, he's like a very prominent figure in uh, Delish mythology. As you recall, there was like some story about how... And and obviously, Sabray, you know all of this too. Because mm-hmm. like, you don't even need to roll because you grew up on these stories. Yeah. Um, there was some... The big story about Fenharel was how he tricked the evil gods and the good gods into fighting an unwinnable war or something like that, and then you trapped them it somehow. You're not really clear on the details. So saying the Dreadwolf's blessing is kind of like saying Satan guide you, you know, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I was picking up. Like, and you're like, it's not really, somebody. really weird. Yeah. Yeah. So it's making that uh, wolf pendant we found start to tie in there. It's almost like it's related to the name of the campaign or something. <laughs> right? That doesn't, that doesn't sound right. Don't... Yeah, no, no, that that's, that's wrong. That's definitely wrong. <laughs> For those let's say listeners, mostly more than players, and also I mean Kay knows, but the rest of you don't know. So the fourth Dragon Age game that's still in pre-production is gonna be called Dreadwolf Rises. This campaign is me not being patient enough to wait for that game to come out. <laughs> and just writing it yourself. I'm just making Dreadwolf Rises on my own. Like right. I can't this wait for Dragon it anymore. Age 4. This is Dragon Age 4. This is how I imagine it's gonna go. <laughs> nice. Okay, so we should probably get out. If we're not gonna follow him, um like I I think I looked at everybody else. If we're not gonna follow him, we need to get out of here. Yeah, because uh, it is you all are you all have been standing there for quite some time. And Talgan says, "I was really hoping we'd be able to fight something." You know, it's <laughs> kind of hoping we would able be able to you know crack a magister's skull in or something like that. I, I kind of came here raring for a fight. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's not your fault. He says he's like he looks really disappointed. It's like no, it's not your fault. Don't apologize. I just you know got really excited. I I am also a big fan of killing slavers, so. Well, if we see any more that it wouldn't be uh, imprudent to kill, I'm sure we can have that be arranged. You think? You think we'll find one on the way home? I really wouldn't mind. Like, I'm low <laughs> for my monthly count of killing slavers. I'm starting to really like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> see, me and Leander, I mean, like, as you were all walking up, me and Leander, we have this ongoing competition, I guess you could call it, <laughs> who can kill more registered slavers in a month. And uh, I'm about four behind, so I need to pick up my tally before the month ends. I'm like getting really, like I'm leaning really close. I'm like, so how do I get in on this deal? <laughs> he says, "Oh well, the down payment is about three sovereigns. You good for that? You can come in." I suspect <sighs> I'm not good for that. <laughs> he says, "Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. If you end up joining the Lucerne, you get a regular weekly stipend." That's like, I, I don't think I've ever gotten like consistently good money before. <laughs> so I'm just like, sort what? Of- Having a job? <laughs> Your ears twitch like money. <laughs> like I've done like mercenary work before, but it's been like, you know, very high risk and not consistent pay. Well, and you're an elf in a mercenary company, so you're obviously low on yeah, the yeah. Uh, you get the table. shit end. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got my. I think. I think well, I don't. But okay, I'm not gonna put my arm around him, but I'm like very interestedly talking to this <laughs> about how I can get on in this like killing people competition, and like That's... very enthused. Yeah, you know, like I know, like I was part of the game but that's a little disturbing he says oh so you're saying you don't want in on the killing slaver pool i mean like maybe 
Should yeah, that's what I thought. Talkin said he's like thumping you on the back. Like, <laughs> that's the kind of attitude that we like here in the Lucerne. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, should we be having this conversation in the hallway? Yeah, and literally as Cassandra is saying that, you hear, hey! Talkin is the first to turn around. He whips uh, his sword out of its scabbard. And standing at the far end of the, uh, there's like a narrow street. The, the narrow alleyway there's like an alleyway and then there's like a fence that separates the alleyway from the estate with a big empty patch where the door is so the servants can get in and out nice and easy there's a uh, a guard coming down between the the side of the estate and the fence and are y'all ready to wrap up this game with a little bit just a little bit of combat finally yeah, I mean, kind of. finally let's see what happens and how right. so you start with rolling initiative which is your 3d6 plus your initiative score which is a talent which i really like because, like, you can improve your initiative score. Well, that is cool. Yeah, right? We have to roll off, Elian. Um, Actually, wait, there's a... Th- oh, there's a mechanic for that? It's whoever has the higher dragon die. Uh, so dragon die... Uh, so normally, if we were rolling this on a tabletop, two of the dice would be one color and one of the dice would be a different color. And the off-color dice would be the dragon die. And that determines a whole bunch of different things. Um, but the dragon die in this, for our digital rolls, it's always going to be the first die. Okay. So you... Oh, so that's me. Yeah, six yep. versus four. Okay, so you're up first in the order. So tor- turns can be divided into... You can either take one major action and one minor action, or two minor actions. Okay. And there's a list in the back that tells you... Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, a major action would be, like, attack, and a minor action would be, like, move. Okay, I'm seeing this. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so... I guess I use my ready action to draw my spear, because that's how I like to fight people. Like they're a wild boar? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I just like to stick with what I'm familiar with, you know? (laughs) Um. Okay, so it's going to be, it's it's similar to Dungeons and Dragons, it's a roll to hit and a damage roll. Okay. The craze apostates AC, oh, sorry, defense, Um, (laughs) is 10. So roll 3d6 plus any relevant... You're hitting him with the spear, right? Yeah. So it's going to be 3d6 plus your spear's talent. A 13 is greater than a 10, which is their defense. And they have a zero armor rating. So go ahead and roll damage for whatever... It's relevant to your spear. Yes. Okay. I gotcha. Take seven damage. Their total health is 25. I chose an easy one because we just got to... know what we're doing. Right. Yeah. It's a brand new system. (laughs) Uh, so that was Sabre's turn. Uh, Elian, you are up. Okay. Um, I am also going to ready my weapon. I'm going to draw my rapier. Now, can you do that as a free action or is that a minor action? That's you? a minor action for me, unfortunately, I think. Okay, so you can run like behind him because uh, two, two minor actions, you can do that. Uh, but you are, you're still far enough away from him that you can't attack him unless you throw something. But you can do. You can oh, do that. okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll draw my throwing knife then. Readying an action is a minor action, which is readying your throwing knife, and then attack is the major action, which is fine. Yep. You can do that. A 13 is greater than 10, so go okay. ahead and roll damage. Four damage. Okay, Cassandra, you yeah. are up next in the order. Now, magic works a little differently. It sure do. I'm going to use Winter's Grasp. You envelop a target within 20 yards of you, and that's primal. So that would be 3d6 plus your primal skill. The, could, the cool thing about magic is that it ignores armor. Um, 
physical damage, like with a weapon, you have to subtract the armor rating of the target from the damage. But magic penetrates through armor. But magic also has a couple uh, interesting side effects. Okay, so 13 is greater than 10, which means it hits. I am looking forward to uh, when the magic fucks up because there's some cool stuff that happens when magic fucks up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's stunts and then there's magic fails. Oh, wait, wait, I didn't even notice. Um, Ooh, I get a stunt. I didn't even notice. You get a stunt. Yeah. So you have... Yeah, you got a, you rolled a three and a three, which means you get uh, stunts equal, a number of stun points equal to the dragon die, which in your case is four, the first number. Ooh. So let's all learn about stunts, shall we? Yes, please. The bard gets to show off. Combat stunts. Uh, they're all very good. You've got four points to spend, which means you can do any of them, actually. Nice. You can do use, actually, except lethal blow. That's five. Yeah. Dual strike, your attack is so strong it affects two targets. Well, there's no second target. Yeah, that will work for this one. Uh... Seize the initiative. You can move yourself to the top of the initiative order. Disarm. That's a good one. Disarm is another good one. Uh, Lightning attack looks cool. You can make a second attack against the same enemy. Woo! You must have a loaded missile weapon to make a ranged attack. Mm. Threaten, taunt, pierce armor. And there's also mighty blow seems like a good option. Mm -hmm. Or envenom. That's a good one. Ooh. The toxins on your blade pump through your opponent's body and do their deadly work. Your enemy immediately suffers the basic damage of additional... Oh, you don't have you don't have a poison on your thing. Uh, so I think Mighty Blow is a good choice for you. You can use two of your four stun points. And stun mm-hmm. points do not accumulate. Uh, this is for everyone, not just you, Val. Um, if okay. you roll doubles on an attack or damage roll, use the stunt right away. Yeah, Because you lose them. You lose them immediately. Oh, okay. Okay. So then I'll go ahead and do Mighty Blow, I guess. Okay, so go ahead and roll an extra 1d6. Yep. That dagger just lands real good. It just lands a whole a whole lot of real good. Okay, Cassandra, back to your turn. Uh, right, so you but... rolled a 13, which right. is a hit. And so Winter's Grasp does what? Um, you envelop a visible target within 20 yards in a cloud of frost and ice that lasts a number of rounds equal to your magic ability. And then 1d6 penetrating damage. Okay, and you rolled a 13, which is excellent. That's a hit. So roll damage. Penetrating damage. Oh, oof. Six points of damage. And there's another effect, right? Oh, that's right. It's a stamina task versus spell power at the start of each of their turns. So the guard needs to do that. Okay, so your spell power is going to be 3d6 plus primal. This is this is another good thing we should learn, uh, how spell contests work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 3d6 plus your primal spell, because that's the type of spell that you're casting, versus the target's constitution stamina. Uh, and their constitution score is absolutely nothing. It's nothing. Nice. So, <laughs> My primal is four. Hey! That is so much better. That is <laughs> unbelievably better. Uh, uh, okay, so they failed that one. So that means the target takes 1d6 penetrating damage and suffers... A cumulative negative two penalty to speed. Does the doubles I rolled because it was a contest, does that count for stunts or not? I believe it does. I think it's on any attack or damage roll. Okay. And you've got five stunt points that you can do now. And magic stunts are their own thing. Right. I was like, spell stunts. And like, as you level up, you can take a specialization in magic and get uh, stunts specific to that school of spell. Mm-hmm. How many which is extremely good. spell stunts did I have? Uh, you roll doubles on the damage roll. Five, six, six. Five is the dragon die, so you've got five. 
Okay, five. So I can do any of these standard spells. Cool, cool, cool. Don't forget to subtract the mana you used. Correct. That is a good point. I will do that. All right. So, spell stun, skillful casting, mighty spell, mana shield, fast casting, imposing After spell. you resolve the spell, you can immediately cast another spell. Cool beans! I like that. So you could cast- you could freeze him solid and then melt the fuck out of him with flame blast? Let's fucking do it! Yeah, boy! Okay. Flame blast is also primal. Uh, that is a hit. Roll yes. damage on flame blast. And once you roll a stunt, like, even if you roll more stunts after you've done a stunt, you don't get any more stun points that turn. Yep. You can only do one stunt <laughs> per turn. You can only do it the one time. Otherwise, it would it could theoretically just go on forever. Okay, well, I was really looking forward to having the guard do something, but I guess the guard's <laughs> gonna die. <laughs> uh, so here's what happens. Um, so Telgen, like, rips his blade out, and he's like, okay, I'm ready! And then, like, Sabre charges at it, throws a spear through his gut, Elian throws some knife into his eye, Cassandra sets him the fuck on fire. <laughs> and then fire, the guard yeah. just, just immediately dies, and Telgen's like, okay! Good job! <laughs> <laughs> that was I give that Cassandra was terrifying. a high five, and I'm like, looks like one for Cassandra. <laughs> I look horrified, like, I'm not having a contest of bodies with you. Do you say that? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, well, it looks like the contest already started. Cool. I just look at Elian like, I don't like that one. <laughs> Tolkien says, so you guys are really good at killing things, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to be good at that. Well, I, I hate to break it to you, but uh, from what I've seen, you're extremely good at it. The tall one, especially. Yay. I mean, I, I trained in it, so I should hope I'm okay at it. We should we should get yeah, out, we should of here. Yeah, out of here. We oh, should definitely grab leave. Knife. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him, like, shepherds you all out. Uh, and heads back, and he says, so, yeah, that was actually extremely impressive. Like, well done, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we didn't get the information we needed, but probably others will wonder what that was and come looking for us. But also, you're carrying bloody weapons now. We should yeah. probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I had intended you to be inside the house longer, but that's fine. <laughs> Talgan, like, he wants to get you out of out of plain view as soon as possible. And okay, so, like, yeah. he takes you around a corner and he just shepherds you all into an inn. Uh, and he says, we're not really just gonna just leave it there, are we? Like, we can't. We can't. No, of course not. Not when slavery. There's is clearly involved. more to be told there. It's just how do we do it? How do we find out more information without tipping our hand? He says, "Well, I mean, we do have two magisters on our side. Mm. We could find a way to feign to arrange a visit with Serastes, I guess." And listen, I don't know. I'm not really the strategizing person in the Lucerne. I'm more of the point me at something and then I break it with my hammer sort of person. I got that sense. Yes. Yeah. Not that I've had much of a choice. Again, good job with that. That was impressive. <laughs> Why do magisters visit each other? To brag about things? Mm. To show off new slaves? Is that a thing? No, it's mostly the murder. Mostly magisters the murder. don't really get along with each other. Like, there are tenuous alliances that exist in the magisterium, but uh, if someone's visiting, they are, they're either your best friend or you're here to kill them. Like, there's not a lot of in-between with magisters. Tevinter sucks! I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I made that clear. Yeah, I mean, it's a city, so 
I get that. I mean, that wasn't that's not my chief concern with it, but sure. I think he meant the slavery, Sabray. That too. Okay. I I look at Cassandra. I'm like, don't you have some sort of like truth spell or a potion? Wow, you are re- you know nothing about mages, huh? That's absolutely true. <laughs> I just like stare at him, like, no, that, that that's not how that works. Are you? Have you tried though? I was trained as a weapon. No. Okay, but just think about it. <laughs> it's not how it works. Talgan takes a very large sip of. When did he get an ale? He's only been <laughs> like, in this no. place for like three minutes. How did someone give him an ale already? That's uh, that's alarming to say the least. <laughs> He takes a really long step of the ale that mysteriously appeared in front of him. He says, I mean, from what little I understand of magic, it is sort of a thing where you just tug on your emotions, right? It's kind of like magic is controlled by emotion. And like, that's, that's correct in the same way saying the ocean is water is correct. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Magic is controlled by emotion. But also that's a huge oversimplification of everything magic is. Like, yes, but also much more than that. He's like, well, I'm not a fucking mage. Dwarves can't be mages. And then he belches. <laughs> I don't know. I have like a basal, basal understanding of magic at best. Are any of you good at interrogating? So our, our let me just make sure I've got this right. Our plan is basically get back in there, find that elf again, and then just scare the fuck out of them. That's really our plan. Talgan, who has no sense of subtlety, is like, yeah, that seems like it'll work. <laughs> I see no problem with this plan. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it worked to me. I have a minus one in cunning, so this seems like a great idea. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Telgan's cunning is zero, so he also thinks it's a great plan. Oh, no. Don't <laughs> I really don't like this plan. Well, if you don't like it, you should come up with something else, because I think it's great. Like, I'm good at persuading and deceiving. Well, we have some time to think about a plan. I mean, if we wanted to come up with an alternative, like, you know, Elyon persuades them into i don't know like maybe you make them think you're on your side like we could also think about that mm-hmm. you could also take a subtle approach maybe finding their room and going through their shit yes that's, that's true, true. Mm-hmm. i am good at stealing shit either way um do you guys enjoy like talgan is already two drinks deep and where did he get the second drink by the way <laughs> like i haven't even been offered one rude yeah but you can do you want to join him because it, he it sounded like maveris and dorian were gonna be gone for most of the day Desperately trying to shoot down this anti-terrorist bill. Yeah, I think I like drinking. I don't think Cassandra's ever had alcohol before. Oh, God. Yes. The minute Talion learns this, he's like, I have great news for you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, who would let a mage drink? Like, No one in the queue, that's for sure. Right? Oh, dear. Just slowly... Uh, let's have actually, there's actually a drinking roll. There is. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, is there something I yeah, can roll, roll, please? Yeah, roll constitution drinking. That's a oh D13. God. It's a plus. Let's see how well this goes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay, it looks like you're going to have to put off your, uh, your suit, your plans for at least a day. Oh god. <laughs> because Talgan figures out that Cassandra has never even tasted alcohol before and he's like, I'm about to change your life. And he gets you absolutely fucking sloshed. You rolled a seven. You don't even know where you are when you go home. You feel great though. This alcohol stuff is amazing. Talgan, this was a terrible idea. I'm deeply enjoying it. It tasted very good though. Oh. Delgan's like, it sure did, you big lummox. And he's like slapping your back as you walk home. 
It's like, you did great. You held your liquor very, very well for a softie. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you! You don't have to shout. I'm right here. Oh, I can't see you. You're very small. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I am quite short compared to you. (laughs) And then I just like start like laughing hysterically. Like, ah, he's so funny. Oh, God. (laughs) Because you're short. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's not to last for 20 minutes <laughs> about, yes, he's short. Oh my God, he's so short. Uh, okay, so eventually you do make it home. Uh, and Mayveris and Dorian just barely beat you home. Like they, it's almost dark now and they are like trudging their way uh, inside. They look absolutely wrecked. Like they've had a very bad day and they see you coming home like fucking drunk as skunks, or at least one of you is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dorian's like, the hell? I thought you were going on a recon mission. <sighs> Hi, Magisters. Hello, Cassandra. Get inside before people notice you. <laughs> it's like shuffling you all in. For the record, it wasn't my idea. No, but it was excellent. Tolkien's like, can you believe that this wonderful Kunari has never had anything to drink in her life? And Dorian's yes. like, yes, I can't believe that. <laughs> she was a Cerebass under the Kuhn. Of course she hasn't had anything to drink. And Tolkien's like, don't worry, I rectified it. Like, I Dorian's fixed it. like, oh my god. <laughs> and Varys is like, okay, let's just lie you down, sweetheart. Like, taking you by the arms, like, gently, gently guiding you to the sofa. Thank you, Varys. You're so pretty. Okay, okay, lie down, sweetheart. (laughs) Okay. Dorian says, well, the good news is that we managed to at least stall the the, the passage of this bill, so that's good. What did you learn while you were at the estate? Yes, Abray, (laughs) what did we learn? Why are you looking at me? You guys didn't do anything to help. (laughs) We learned that the guards are surprisingly easy to kill. Telkin's like, I could, like, listen, Magister Pavis, as one mercenary who has observed another mercenary, you guys want these uh, these folks on your team. They killed a man so fast, I didn't even have time to draw my fucking weapon. (laughs) It was great. And Dorian's like, oh my god, you killed someone in the Serasti's estate? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's not going to be a huge nightmare. Great. Okay, I'll see if I can keep that smoothed over. Anything else I should know? I froze him and then burned him. He went boosh. Oh, God. Okay. Cassandra. Cassandra. Like, okay, lie down. Lie down, sweetheart. <laughs> the elf that was with him, he's not hes not what he appears. How do you mean? Oh, we don't really know what he is, but he's not a simple slave. No? No. He, he left us with a... The saying, Fen Haral NSL. I'm like looking at him expectantly. Dorian stops cold. He says, What? Fen Haral NSL. Fen Haral, he says, the dread wolf? Indeed. Dorian stares at you and like all of the color has drained from his face. It's it's like it's so pronounced that Mayveris actually looks a little nervous. She like leaves your side, Cassandra, and says, Dorian, is everything alright? And he says, you're absolutely sure. That was his exact words. He said, Fenharel Enesal? Yes. yes. He says, I I need to talk to Lennon. And then he turns and he leaves the room immediately. Hey friends, Tessa here. If you're desperate to hear the next episode, chances are good that you can by joining our Discord server. We post links to all episodes and pre-release, and you can even chat with us and listen live as we record join us by going to bit.ly slash cfc discord for more information on the show character biographies and links to social media head to our website 
critfail.club or critfailclub.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Critfail Club does not advertise at all, so if you like what you hear, tell a friend who might also like it, make a post on social media about it, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Full episodes are available on our YouTube channel, bit.ly slash cfc channel, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm.